Well, howdy, partners. We're here for another rootin', tootin', gun shootin', Wild West experience at Fine Lead. Yeah! <laughs> but, but this time, Ian went too. Hello, I went to a, a LARP that is not Empire and short. So exciting, bro. Like, short, short version is. It was fucking awesome. I know. I know it's awesome. Yeah. And it was so good to see you get out there and do the awesome. Yeah. Like, we have... We're going to go through the events, but I'm like, we need to make time at the end just to kind of hear... Yeah, I think I want to talk about that as well. Because uh, a lot of people were asking me, actually, about it at various points during the event. Mm. And I think people at the time weren't fully satisfied with my answer. Uh, and I think we'll, we'll get to that when we get there, because... I think it's very important to keep uh, in mind where I am in LARP, in Empire, as well as where I am uh, going to Flying Lead. But it was Flying Lead was fucking very good. I see. It was very I good. see. Um, wow. Where, where to start? Should we just start? Well, just, okay. I'm like, Flying Lead sells out really, really fast. Yes. You were like, I think I can go. I was like, okay... They sell out super fast. Yep. I was there at like half seven. Yeah, both with the F five button. Yeah. Got the tickets. Oh, it was so good. And it was so exciting. And it was like, oh fuck, Ian's gonna be attending yeah. another fucking LARP. Oh man, I was so excited. Okay, so you you talk now, Ian. Yeah. So, uh, man, I was like, well, also it was gonna be your birthday, which yes. was a huge thing as well. So it's like, not only is it like a new. LARP and they get to do all of that stuff and it sounds really exciting I've, I like Flying Lead is one of the ones I've always wanted to go to just yeah. there's nothing uh, westerns all of that stuff it's immediately arresting and it's very different I mean, to Empire right? it's not a, like if I'd say gone to uh, Laurie and Trust or something it'd be another fantasy LARP and I'm sure that would be great but it would, this is very different right? this is the you know this is moving into a, a different genre a different different fantasy right so it's like oh man I can make like uh, a quite like a very different character and of course I started going through character thoughts in my head the first vision I got in my head of the character I'd like to play who I actually didn't end up being too much like well you can be the judge of this was Tim Roth's character uh, from The Hateful Eight London Jack I think he's called Uh, I liked the idea of being like uh, a bit of a huckster a bit of a charlatan a bit of like a little bit of a cheeky lad, but with also a little bit of class, but it's kind of like that faux, sort of like, almost like London gangster kind of style class that's kind of built in. And I really like his look as well. So that's something that I tried to sort of emulate a little bit. You did? Yeah. That's really cool. You had your little bowler hat on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And this is another thing. So I, like, there's been a lot of stuff going on, like OC and obviously Empire's been a, a big thing. And I just, the event was coming closer and closer and all of a sudden it was... It was right there, like a couple of weeks away. And I was like, man, I've actually got to go out and get myself the kit and start doing the things. Uh, And I went to basically all the charity shops in Cambridge, pretty much. uh, And was like looking around, trying to find stuff. And I didn't find anything, like anything. And I came home after an entire day of just like hardcore missioning. You seemed so disheartened when you came back. I was like... uh, this is a real problem, right? This is a real problem because I haven't found anything. Uh, so I was like, got in touch with Ellie, who is our good friend and is just very experienced at this kind of stuff. And I was like, Ellie, help. Cause I, 
couldn't find anything. And it was one of those things where it's just like, uh, I sent her some reference pictures of the kind of stuff I was looking for. So I sent like uh, some pictures of Tim Roth. I also sent some pictures of, um, uh, I think, uh, Bill from uh, uh, Tombstone mm. uh, and uh, in his like gambling attire. And I was like, somewhere in between these two characters. And she just sent me a bunch of eBay links, basically, and explained, like, the type of thing to look for. So, for example, a waistcoat with a very high V, right? Rather, <laughs> right, and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And then, all of a sudden, uh, I bought a few things that she suggested, uh, and then all of a sudden I went to charity shops, and I was like, oh, I can identify. Now I understand that, like, a three-button suit, which is high and has is cut a certain way is actually when I'm wearing it with these other things going to layer up and actually achieve the effect it was so good I got... everyone needs a pocket Ellie just to yeah it was or, or any fucking costume expert they and it's weird the subtleties in costume yeah. right where you're like what's the difference between a suit and a suit that fits yes it's like the, the like I didn't even think about the, the neckline thing but that's really interesting she just broke it down really easily into and like simple examples uh, of like this is the type of thing you're looking for, and obviously high wall content and a bunch of stuff and all these kind of things. And I actually pieced together this kit. I was really happy with considering I did it in like two weeks, week and a half before. I had this nice jacket that had like um, like leather patches on the sh- on the elbows. Mm-hmm. I had like an overcoat which I hardly wore because it was too hot. Um, I had a. Uh, a gold uh, backed but red fronted waistcoat which had like and I had like a gold cravat and a little gold tie uh, yeah kind of like, yeah these nice kind of like corduroy trousers that worked really well with it and then I just start, like then I accessorized oh I had like this kind of ruffly white shirt which is something I really wanted uh, with uh, cufflinks gold cufflinks as well um, uh and then it was just the most expensive thing. All of this was fairly cheap, by the way. So actually getting the kit was like really, really cheap because uh, it was all charity shops and eBay stuff, right? Um, the hat was the most expensive thing. And even that wasn't so bad. That was like 36 quid uh, for a... I, I wanted like... Because um, I was looking in like... The, but basically there's like normal bowler hats and then there's like tall bowler hats. And that's what you want to achieve that look. The tall bowler hat already made it pop off. Uh, yeah, and I got myself a little gold hip flask and uh, a little, uh, like a, a big old belt buckle. And yeah, it was great. I was Mate, having a cracking time. it was time. so fun when we got to site and you uh, you headed off and got changed. And then when you came back, I was like looking at you come across and I was just like, everyone was like, yes, Ian, yes. It was nice because like, uh, so for character, in mm. my head, the way I was thinking of it, uh, there's a character in a series by Jabra Crombie, the first law, called Glockter. He's a right son of a bitch. He's uh, the best. He's my favourite literal character, I think. Yeah, and he talks with like a lisp. Uh, and uh, I've kind of played in a D&D campaign we ran, a gnomish inventor who was kind of like a chirpy version of that sort of style voice. A nicer version. A, a much nicer in- yeah. inventor Actually, a really kind of quite wholesome character. Yeah, really wholesome. Um, so, but I decided I, I did want to be a bit more of a bastard. So I decided I would do like... So my character in the D&D campaign was called Kismet. So I was like to Dave, I'm going to do like an evil Kismet. Um, and it's interesting because uh, ultimately 
I did play a bit of a bastard, but not that much of a bastard, actually. I... It was funny. Like, I didn't see you be a bastard, but then again, Hennessy... Yeah. A lot of people think Hennessy's the nicest guy. Yeah. Because he's not a bastard all the time. Yeah. But, like... Jasper, your character, what's yeah. your character name? Jasper Gallows was my character. Jasper so. Gallows, yeah. Like Jasper Gallows is a thieving bastard. Yes, right. A like, real um, thieving bastard. We'll get to that because I I rinse the stagecoast yeah. <laughs> multiple that, times. I, 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 yeah, we'll talk about that. Later. <laughs> um, so last event, me and Callum, who plays Mister Taffy, uh, I came by perfectly legitimately a large sum of money, no. um, and. Uh, we decided that we were going to open a business. Hmm. And we talked about this for a while. At one stage, it was going to be a cat house. And we were going to have, like, you go around back and play Connect Four. And hmm. then we would give you a card. And the card would have, like, something on it. Like, you have developed an itch. And right. therefore, you have to go and see a doctor about this. Sure, or something sure. Like Talk to the guys at ILARP. And it was just like, this is too complicated. We're going to make this a lot simpler. A lot of kind of um, inclusivity stuff, which I agree with. And I don't think this should be something that's like done wholesale. But we were like, to make things really fucking simple, it's a saloon. Yeah. We're going to have booze. We're going to have cards. We're going to have gambling. Yeah. Guns are welcome. Yeah. Uh, and we decided that we we're going to call it the uh, the Devil Dog Saloon. Yeah. And uh, so realizing that there was going to be like a saloon uh, and that had this kind of vibe to it. I I kind of like at Empire I'm a bit of a camp mum anyway I like running around and uh, being like food and drink provider and just generally like fussing over people a bit but also like providing a bit of aesthetic for the place so when I knew that there's going to be this saloon made I was like man I've got itchy Ian crafty fingers and they need to start making things so I set about making a whole bunch of stuff for the saloon uh, I did like you went full on. Yeah. Everyone did, to be fair. Yeah, everyone did. Yeah, everyone... That, that We dressed the place up really nicely, yeah. I think. I, I did, like... Um, I did coasters. I did disposable cups with a little logo on it. Which came in really handy, by the yes, way. Yes, which did we, come in really handy. Um, we'll have to make some more of those for next time. Because we literally went through all of them. Mm. Uh, I did... <laughs> I did these four um, paint... Uh, sort of pictures to go on the wall. Which were like pictures of devil dogs, uh, but all dressed up like cowboys or gunslingers and stuff that were kind of posted around the place on like these kind of messy picture frames, which are just like picture frames we, that kind of tarnished. They were so good. We had like picture frames. I bought a keg. We had gin bongos. We had soft drinks. Um, Loads of food as well. Uh, we had a big uh, Callum ordered a big uh, devil dog saloon sign for yeah, outside. That was great. I bought a big fuck off American flag yeah, we hung out front. Um, it was great. Uh, a guy lent us um, oh, fuck uh, some benches. Yes, dude, that um, was great. It was. I bought a bunch of liars great. dice as well. Yeah, and, liars I, dice. And I got these kind of vintage-looking cards. I got a couple of sets of those. Man. It was so nice. It was dude. full on. It we, was great. We Setting were, the place up was so cool. It was just great having a like a base of operations that was ours. Yeah, it was yeah. just a fucking cool thing. Um, yeah, there was also the election for the 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 mayoral election. Yeah. So 
Mayor Carson was up for re-election. Yeah. But they put it open to players this time, which I thought was really interesting. That was so cool. a few people had made uh, a few bids, including Mr. Taffy, which Mr. you Taffy assisted had. him with. Yeah, he... Uh, so Callum got in touch and was like, I'm doing a mayor bid. Uh, do you fancy helping with a poster? I had some free crafty time on my hands, so I was like, yes, I will do that. Uh, so I made like a very populist poster for Mr. Taffy. It was like literally kind of very Gellert style how I'd done it for you it was pretty much like vote Mr. Taffy for a greater tomorrow or something populism populism because it works <laughs> um, so that was good fun he had this great picture of Mr. Taffy kind of like looking up with like an open smiling face in his sort of hands he was looking wide. at fireworks at the time yeah 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 so it's the perfect kind of like look of wonder yeah. and you put like about like the American flag behind as him as a starburst, as a starburst. Yeah, 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 it was like proper. It was the American dream in 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 poster form, basically. Um, I'll try and remember to put some of the graphics up online so people can see if they're oh, on the Facebook idea. page. I'll try and do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, and in fact, if you go onto the Facebook page, you'll see uh, I posted up a, a, an event we'll get to later yeah, on there, video. which was very cool. Which was fucking which they let cool, me do. Uh, um, so yeah, that was pretty much the other stuff for pre lark as I say, it was your birthday heading into the event, so that yeah. made it kind of special. Yeah, 21 again. Uh, um. <laughs> and uh, also, um, um, Millie was going as well. Yeah. Uh, so me and uh, Millie basically decided we would become the Silver Foxes, uh, which was like our little uh, sub-gang. <laughs> she played like an old lady, yeah. which I was like, I tried to warn her against because playing an old person is a proper pain in the arse yes. at a LARP system but she seemed to take to it like oh uh, my gosh Phyllis was amazing Phyllis like was Phyllis amazing. was a fucking icon she was yeah. the moment dude yeah like um, Millie absolutely killed it uh, yeah I don't recommend being an old person at LARP unless you like self-flagellation so like good. Millie does and therefore I fully recommend it if you're a person that cannot not do the bit yeah it made so much game as the event went on and actually like our little relationship that we set up was really good fun but anyway we were going to be camping together uh, and obviously uh, you guys because the, the whole point was as well that we were sort of separate from you guys and we would kind of get introduced to you guys well the plan was that we were going to have you were going to be my my dude my outside yeah. my ringer coming in from out of yeah. town to fucking help me out yeah we didn't really fucking do much with this we no. did a little bit of this but like um, you were off doing your own thing quite yeah. a lot and so was I to be okay. comes towards time in yeah we have our safety briefing. Which was really good, by the way. Or the way they do the briefing. And uh, I think it's something about having the player size. Uh, you can have everybody gathered around a point And you can read through nine. I think it turned out to be ten. Yeah. Uh, pages of rules in essentially a forum style area. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you can literally go through it all. Make sure everybody's on point with everything. And then kick into, oh, into Friday. Oh yeah, and I asked a question, and Johnny turns to me and goes, "Yes, Dave Winpenny." And that's I was so like, funny. "I was like, that's it's so funny." I felt so called out. I felt docked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so funny. So funny. I felt um, like uh, yeah, I'm being singled out. <laughs> yeah, um, but really funny. Yeah. Um, so at the start of it, I was like. I said to you, and there was a couple of other new folks there, mm. like, uh, I won't go into all their names, but there was a couple of... Fr- Basically, I had a whole bunch of homies go this yeah. time. Um, and there were some new players, and uh, I was like, do you know what you should do? You should start in town. Mm. And it didn't cross my mind, because I was, like, thinking about the game, 
and how the game's run. But I was like, afterwards, I was like, you set off like, like you were like a, you were just off doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so good to watch you just being like. It was really good. I think it was just the right thing because the thing is, otherwise, we would have shuffled over to you guys, introduced ourselves, uh, gone through all that RP, and then all gone into town together. Yeah. This actually worked much better because then it's like we get to kind of meet some people You're in introducing town. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really nice. It was really fun. And also, it gave me and Millie a chance to walk around town together, mm. being rapscallions and introducing ourselves to people um, and it instantly set up this whole dynamic where uh, Millie decided that and, and she just came up with this thing of like she's looking for another husband uh, and uh, she's on she, the number of husbands she had over the course of the event just kept increasing yeah uh, until all, it reached ludicrous levels they all died in tragic circumstances yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, during quite early on I don't know exactly when she met um, a, a character called Wyatt who is played by a friend of ours and um, at, at some point they just came up and said I found husband number whatever like 32 or whatever it, it, and the number had increased rapidly at that point and it was so good it was like because it was one of these things where I think everyone is convinced that Phyllis is going to pop her clogs at any moment and any they're going to be in to get the inheritance but she outlasts everybody outlasts everyone yeah. like it's a death sentence <laughs> it's marrying like, that woman yeah yeah it was so good but yeah also walking around town um we met uh i met two preachers um uh one was played by this chap who was like bandaged up called black jack who was really super cool um i, I kind of uh i decided that jasper isn't really religious uh, and he kind of he kind of reviews but he's you know it's that sort of era so everybody is slightly religious but has their own kind of he has its own view of religion where you know the Lord works in mysterious ways and mysterious ways gives you a lot of yeah. shuffle room for opportunity I agree like um, if if uh, Hennessy's the same if Jesus wanted to be dead yeah he would have killed me by now yeah you know like I, I have exactly the same thing yeah I had this whole thing as well because we had set up this slight thing of our characters where um the whole Jasper Gallows thing, people kept asking me about, oh, that sounds like that, you know, that, as in the, the hangman's noose. And it was like, well, it, it, the fiction of it was that you saved me from the hangman's noose somewhere in the old world, like a while ago. I was imagining France or something. You know, you did the old shoot you the rope and saved me. Um, I think I may, uh, when I was drunk, have told people that story at some point yeah. in the course of the uh, of the event. But that's yeah. a perfect time to tell people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, but it was that sort of that was the fiction of the character that like he'd sort of taken this name on, and there was this bit. I don't know how much we can say about this, so feel free to cut this. You came up and you introduced yourself, and I said, "Is it? I'm Jasper." Yeah, uh, and it was. I can't really say any more than that. But it was like it was fun to be like the idea. Oh, we can of... talk about it. There's like one more event. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, people are cool. Yeah. Um, how cool is it? Just the town with all these characters. Yeah, and it's actually really lovely set up. Like it looks like a western town. Like it literally, it's not just a set of tents or anything like that. It looks like a western town. Yeah, they've gubbins the whole place up. Also, like the OC sellers, who like the people who sell the guns and the stuff like that. They're all there down this separate strip all of their stuff's like on point and looks like it, it literally is if, if you walk down to the place to get your gun 
it looks like you're walking down to a place to get a gun. Yeah. Right? In an old the West The saloon town. looks like a saloon. It's fantastic. Um, all the different characters, because it's such a great time period. And also what I love about it is, like, if you, like, if you show up to Navarre, mm. everyone identifies themselves as Navarre. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah. It's a Fesslarp thing, and I think it's required. Um, but in a Wild West town, there are so many different ways you can approach the Wild West. Yeah. Um, that you have this really great mix of like trappers wearing furs, um, English noble people wearing top hats, um, badass gunslingers, like charlatans, um, doctors, um, sweet uh, like Mary Jane types who are like, you know, like Southern Belle looking people. It's like, it's really good. It was so good across across the board I was so impressed um, we, we, we did time in at the Devil Dog Saloon yeah. which I think is right yeah. so it was me and the Sticky Hand Gang uh, which was led by Mr Taffy and a few of his cohorts and I had my man Ruben who is the person who um, was down on his luck had hired me to be his protection right. when he had drew his gun in a giant standoff when I told him to yeah. I decided to give him back his $20 because he did exactly what I told him to right and Reuben thinks that we're friends right whereas Hennessy thinks that Reuben is will do anything that that Hennessy says and that yeah. is true yeah. and it's like poor fucking Reuben is like the most abused character ever. I sent him off on so many ridiculous errands, and like I like the idea of like if Hennessy shoots someone, yeah, he's gonna get Ruben to go and bury the guy. You know, like yeah, it was so cool actually walking around town. And even though you weren't there, and Miss Taffy wasn't there, and some other characters weren't there as well, uh, like Eve wasn't there. Like people were talking about you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's cool. And it was like little name drops, like um... positive things. I hope. Oh, yeah. Well, more like don't do that. You might get shot, kind of things. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool because it did sell this whole idea uh, where people will kind of like, and this is kind of one of the great things of the system and the way it's set up, uh, and the way if you like the combat system is set up is like you choose basically when you're taking your hits and you're working in a cinematic and when you die yeah with with the exception of like high noon or something like that which is literally has a mechanic but like that aside you're basically kind of creating cinematic moments which means that people can enable one another to live out the fantasy of the character and in your case that is a badass gunslinger yeah if it was airsoft yeah I'll probably be rubbish. Yes. But the threat of Hennessy Jones... Yes. ...is this big dark shadow that's like, well, Hennessy Jones will might fucking kill you yeah. if you fuck with well, him. Well, that was right? very much the vibe. Yeah. That was very much the vibe. That's, which was very cool. That's um, cool. Oh, that I love cool. that. I love that. Because I don't know if you ever hear that stuff because you're obviously... You're never there when you're not around. No. Right, obviously. So it was... Yeah, that was kind of a, a vibe. Not like loads of times, but I'm saying just walking around town, a couple of people, I heard no, murmurings about Hennessy... Uh, that makes me so happy yeah and and people asking when Mr. Taffy was going to turn up and stuff because they had business with him and things like that uh, yeah. bear in mind I don't know I don't know any of these kind of things was it, but it was kind of fun was it jarring coming into an established town or did you feel because I got the impression you seemed to just go into it like a duck to water man it, it 
massively helped because obviously I knew you guys. It also helped because I had Millie mm. and we were immediately a duo and then very quickly a trio when Wyatt joined up with us, which led to absolute hilarity. Yeah. Uh, and we immediately started getting like characters that we were very much associated with. So I would talk to Blackjack quite a lot. Uh, as I say, we had this whole thing of like... Um, so basically, I think Blackjack's interpretation of what my motivations were for helping out the, uh, the church was different from mine. My idea was that, uh, yes, you should create a guild, like get all the preachers together, get all the people in one place to conduct sermons uh that was more because i was thinking like having lots of people congregated in one place breeds opportunity yeah um and that's because it also breeds opportunity if you're there or not uh it's basically like um and change breeds opportunity as well and that's very much who jasper is he likes going in there and, and sort of seeing okay at the moment we don't ha- really the town doesn't have organised religious ceremonies it didn't seem that way anyway from the outside thing so I was like so there's you usually, should do that there's usually a, a preacher who does run church but he wasn't there okay well they weren't there there's a couple of them but um, yeah we'll, we'll talk about Sunday uh, it was but, cool anyway so I was like uh, the perspective shifts and the way you're kind of playing with characters was really fun so there was that element of it also I think um the system and the size of the game uh, lets you become an established character a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, and this is where I think, uh, as I spoke about this earlier, people were asking me a few times during the event how it compared to Empire. Because I'm sure everybody's naturally curious. Uh, it, it's very important to say, in, in Empire, I played Talus. And I have the privilege of playing Talus and... I've been playing him for a very long time. He's the a, character is very established. He's a point. very large character. Yeah, and and there's there's a lot that I've kind of built up over time. So it'd be very difficult to say. Like Talus is very. He's actually like an important character to me, right? Uh, so it's like it'd be difficult for me to say Jasper was suddenly more than Talus because that's never going to be that way. Uh, but it was interesting to see how quickly. Uh, and I'm sure you could maybe do this in Empire, but it was it was interesting, and, and maybe this is just me being a more experienced role player in LARP. Uh, it was interesting to see how quickly I could establish myself within the fiction of a place and become recognisable to the state where people would come and talk to me, and I could make a game with them uh, that actually impacted things. I agree, that's true. I also think it's something about the the attitude of players that attend yep. my LARP events. Um, that goes to NPC players as well, mm-hmm. but there's like, like that people are interested mm. to know about your character yeah, very much, right? So. Like they want to know who is this new face and yeah. what are they about and like what what game can we get off interacting with each other? I think right? that was definitely true. I had like also because we were the new people to town. Uh, you know, there was me and Phyllis walking along. Um, these new people that some people were maybe kind of feeling us out if we were potentially like marks yeah and uh we try to make it quite clear that we were the marquees yeah. <laughs> mar- you know? we mark we're not marquees yeah. 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 yeah 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 that kind of that kind of stuff so it was kind of fun um i you know doing lots of like what i like about larp in general as well as you can people will you, you kind of develop a shorthand because we've all watched the movies, right? We've all watched the cinematic universes that these things are based in. People understand if with a kind of couple of key phrases. If you know, if I ask you what your line of work is, and you say, you know, 
this and that, yeah. variable line of work. Yeah. People get that you're a shifty person, oh, right? And know... they'll start playing into the idea that you're a shifty person. Yeah. And it's not like they're just going to call you out. Uh, they will let you play the game of being a shifty person. Yeah. I think that's important because it's like... Well, it's the cinematic version yes, of it. Right. Like, we, there's the under the, the surface nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like, when people go... Oh, uh, like uh, oh, uh, a person like me in my line of work, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, what line of work is that, Mister Jones?" Yes. And I'd be like, "Oh, you know this and that. I try <laughs> to plant cops, but everything I touch seemed to die. Like it's all those kind of like lines, that's right? all you need to do to be like, I kill people for a living. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I kill people. Yeah. Like, um, yeah." And it's like people will go there with you to sell the idea that you're a badass. And you also reciprocate this with other people. Uh, and I think there's a natural way of... And there's something about the Western fantasy. Because bear in mind, we are playing the fantasy West. We're not playing the real West. And I think that immediately allows us to uh, engage in all of those fun fictions, which the West is fantastic for. You have these kind of very... Uh, like romantic stories if you like of, of what that kind of era was like with all the grit that kind of goes in there as well and I, th I think there's something quite cinematically tangible about that which maybe isn't so immediately capturable in something like generic fantasy land mm -hmm. which sure you've got all of that D&D &D stuff and all of that all of that kind of Lord of the Rings all those other sort of fantasy things you can draw on but I think there is something very because it's a real world very ingrained in the fantasy version of the West that we can all draw upon for the fiction we're collectively building. And I thought that was very interesting about the setting. Yeah. Um, so we start, okay, started yes. off in the Double Dog Saloon and uh, we're all hanging out there having a bit of a meeting about, uh, so the Friday is, the, the Saturday is two weeks after the Friday in-game. Mm. So it's like a setup, Which I didn't know actually until we got It's there. a cool yeah. mechanic. Um, but the... Um, hanging out having a meeting we're talking about our grand opening and like all this stuff and like uh we're talking about me and mr taffy had, had a conversation about how we're going to split the money so 30 percent goes to me 30 percent goes to him and then 40 percent goes to the crew type thing right and that's how it's that's how we're going to split money up and uh we're talking about this and like ruben was like i was like oh apart from Apart from you, Ruben, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure you, you you get looked after. Don't worry about that, Ruben. And he was like, "Oh yeah, okay." And I was like, "It's a tax thing, Ruben. Like, uh, you don't want to get taxed. I'll I'll sort all that out for you." And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That sounds great." And it's just like, "Oh, poor Ruben." Um, <laughs> but the um, oh, I also want to say a huge thank you to uh, Ruben and his lovely lady friend. I won't say their names, but. They made me a birthday card that had a little Aww. raccoon on it. It was so they're so fucking sweet and nice. Anyway, um, the uh, so then this this young lad comes over and he's like, "Oh, I'm looking for the cavalry," and I'm like, <laughs> "Why are you looking for the cavalry, son?" And he's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna join the cavalry," and I'm like, "Why don't you have a sit down with us?" And yeah. we sit him down and it's just like, "Have you have you tried crime?" <laughs> and he's like well I've never really thought about it I'm just like well it's a lot less rules you're a lot less likely to die you can go and do whatever the fuck you want you know and he's just like well no I think I'm gonna my heart's really set on being uh, a fucking yeah, in the cavalry yeah. and the cavalry have made a really awesome group yeah they look so good they, they all play kind of like 
people that have seen too much shit. Yeah. Like, Bear in mind, we're, we're like a, a far out frontier town as well. We're like, the, we're, we're the edge of the West kind of stuff. Yeah, shit. and I like the way it's like, there's this, you know, in 2023, like, especially being guys, yeah. like, hey, me and him will happily talk about our emotions with each other and moments and stuff like this. The Wild West, you drink and you bury that shit deep down inside you. <laughs> and it's not going to fester there and become anything bad at all later on. You know, like... Yeah. Um, like I like the fact that their uniforms are cool, but they're all a little bit raggedy at points, right? Mm-hmm. They've obviously... Like, this is obviously not a plum gig, right? If you're, if you're the cavalry stationed out here... You're seeing bad action and you're all the traumatic shits out here. Nobody wants to work here. There's no real benefits and it's shit pay and a quick life. And you probably have seen and done things that probably aren't good for the soul. You know, like um, that's just the way it is for a cavalryman out on the frontier, you know. Um, They're great. Yeah. So he heads off and becomes their bugler. Yeah. Did he have a bugle? Was that, did he turn up with one or did he, because. I don't know. They either had a bugle or they made him the bugler, but I love that as a concept that they're like, congratulations, son, you're in the cavalry. Here's a bugle. And it's like, Oh my so god! Good. Like uh, I, he, yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we basically had a bit of a powwow, kind of got ourselves together. Um, we had a really nice person come over and offered to be our uh, medic, but mm. we're kind of this is okay. This is a problem. This is one problem with the system. Well, no, not with the system. It's not with the system. Is the way things develop when you're in a gang. You can't just let anyone in. And that kind of sucks. Because you need to have, like... In character-wise, you're like... We can't just let anyone join the Sticky Hang gang and be part of it, right? So, we kind of had to turn this person away. And that sucked. Because I, I hate turning people away from the game. But we did. Um, and we got... But we got a few other people that are closer to us in... It was... But just to make a point of... Like, nothing ab- about the player was like, no, not this person. More like the characters were like, no. So Yeah, I mean, I think also it's one of those things where, like, uh, I kind of get sort of semi or honorary kind of inducted into the gang later on. But this doesn't happen until late, late on Saturday. Yeah. And I've done, bear in mind, I'm doing a lot of stuff with the Sticky Hand Gang throughout the course of the I love the fact that, that you were so independent. Yeah. I know that's so ridiculous, but, like, you were... I was like, ever so often, because I was doing my Hennessy Jones thing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm off doing my thing. But ever so often, I'd look over and be like, oh, fuck, is Ian okay? And you're off chin-wagging, shenaniganing, like, you're just yeah. doing it. And I'm like, fuck, I don't need to worry about Ian. If Ian's, if Ian needs help, he'll come find me. It's just yeah. like, look at him go, you know? I think it's that's one of the awesome. things in LARP. Uh, also, I think, I, I, well, I don't know, I used to think it was because we did the podcast uh, that we both went off and did different things. At LARPs, but I think it's actually just uh, the way we both play is a little bit... It's similar, but different. Mm. Um, And uh, also, I think, weirdly, sometimes when we play together, it's more like a treat than... uh, It's like a nice, tasty dessert when I get to play with you. Uh, and I, not necessarily a main course that I would want all the time. It's just fun seeing you have a good time. Yeah, I love it, dude. It was yeah. great. Um, yeah. <laughs> Robbing the stagecoach. Okay, let's get this out of the way. So basically, uh, it, it became aware that there was this attempt to 
uh, basically use sticks and put them into the stagecoach thing. And it's, I think you've said this in the, in the previous one, but basically there's a cool mechanic in the game where if you want to walk the short distance between the two towns, uh, which is like an OC short you distance. pay one dollar. One dollar. Uh, to basically walk the distance. Um, and that goes inside this little box. Yeah. Uh there was a cool thing of basically people using sticks with like sticky bits to try and get the dollars out. Yeah. And I was like looking at this and like Jasper's very much like the kind of person who's like, that's some amateur shit going on right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, so I was like, you don't need a stick. You need like a weight on like a droppy thing that you can drop in and that is sticky. Uh, and that I can kind of like you can quickly wrap up and deploy and stuff. So I made like this thing out of like lever and a piece of metal, uh, basically that I could just quickly like flop in there uh, and just basically go fishing. Okay. And I started <laughs> pulling out money to the stage where over the course, we'll just, I'll just do it all in one encapsulation. Yeah. I think there would be a legitimate argument for saying that I robbed enough money out of the co- stagecoach. They could legitimately say that the stagecoach has crashed, like, they've financially I, been okay. ruined. I actually, I think, it. The, okay, and bear in mind, I've never robbed out that box. I've assisted people while they've robbed out the box, but I've never done yeah. it myself. I think it should be made clear to the player base to not thieve money out of the stagecoach. I think... Because mechanically, yeah. what are you doing at that stage? I think, yeah, well, yes, I think we're literally, I, I was envisioning it as like we're holding up the stagecoach or we're catching up like the, uh, or we're like basically taking the money out of the, the guy's pocket. Or yeah, whatever. all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Uh, it, I, I treated it like kind of petty crime. Also, I was, I, so I brought a, a parasol for Phyllis. So I would get Phyllis to basically stand there, put the parasol up and basically kind of cover us as we were putting money into the stagecoach which was not I always did put money into the stagecoach I just then took out the money when I came back to it later um, but I think I think uh, if this is a problem with the game I like bear in mind I was introduced to this as if it was like a thing that people were doing I was not told okay. it was wrong I actually think that the I really like games like Second Breakfast uh, like because there's only one event left at Isla uh, to, to Flying Lead the economy doesn't matter. Yes. It actually doesn't yep. have any material value mm-hmm. in the game whatsoever. Yep. If anything, it's just a mechanic to, hey, I'm going to pay you to be my bodyguard. Yep. Right? Like, that. it's kind of like the money, when you get to a certain point, especially with how much money I have at the moment, it's like fucking ludicrous. Also, being a gambler, it. you can make a lot of money very quickly, yeah. as I did. And, um, and so the money's more like a MacGuffin to do things yep. with rather than some hard mechanical thing. So it's not it, for me. I don't think it's that bad of a thing. Let me put it this way: I found on the Saturday uh, Wyatt and Phyllis yeah. trying to rob the stagecoach, which is a little box, and right. I was like, "It's clear neither of them had ever done crime before, Amazing. because they were so obviously up to no good yeah. that it wouldn't take a fucking super cop to realize what they're doing." But for them. They were having the best time ever yeah. dipping their toe into a bit of crime. It was so fun. And so it, they come up running over to me a bit later. Like, 
Jasper, you got got to help. We're going fishing. You've got to help us. And I was like, I was like, say no more. Like it was like watching, like you know, like naughty kids. Yes, like it was one very of them's a lookout, by. and one of them's trying to steal. And it was just like, oh my god, you two are like you are bad at crime, oh, but you're having the best time. It was so fun. It so. was fun to be like my little superpower was I make money from the stagecoach, and I reliably make money from the stagecoach. So I'm walking around, uh, it's Friday, everyone's like mingling and stuff like this. And then I turn around, this guy, like, either I bump into him or he bumps into me. And he's like, makes like a, like, threatening fucking things towards me. And I'm like, not threatening, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, do I know you, friend? And he's like, oh, never. This guy turns out to be this guy called Junior, yes. which is the best antagonist ever. Like he was like just as much of a bastard as Hennessy is. He is also a absolute bastard. And us meeting each other was just like yeah, we're talking and we're talking politely to each other. Yeah. But underneath all this is like I'm gonna fucking kill you. So you know? I spoke to him OC at the end. Yeah, he was uh, really good at checking in. Yeah, by the yeah, way. yeah. But like. Um... He immediately, and I was this. I, I had a feeling this was the inspiration he was drawing, but he immediately reminded me of Charlie Prince from Free Ten to Yuma. Yes, who is like a real, like psycho son of a bitch. Yeah, like absolutely, like, like a, a just a, a terrible person to have around. Yeah. But has this kind of veneer of like faux. Well, it's like it's like the the Hennessy thing, right? Yeah. I'm really polite. I'm even polite while I'm threatening you. Yeah. But like, and then the violence happens, yeah. right? But, but I um, think there's a there's a difference with like uh, the junior slash the Charlie Prince character is mm-hmm. like there's a little bit of psycho in there that's a little oh, bit different from how junior, ju- yeah, from how Hennessy is. Hennessy's, Hennessy's rational. Like, junior's a there's mad, a wild man. He's a mad dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like, uh, like he kind of needs to be put down, like because he's actually like fucking crazy. Yeah, you know. Um, and there was some really nice tension in the evening with him. Like, yeah. I, 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 someone was like, "Hey, let's go to the cat house." Yeah. And he was working the door, and I was like, "I'm not giving up my guns to fucking Junior." Yeah. There's no fucking way. See, talking about that, you see again using free tent. You'd remind me a lot more of um, Hennessy. Reminds me a lot more of um, fucking uh, main guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the um, main, the main anti, like the 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 bad good guy from yeah. Free Ten to Yuma, played by. He's Russell not necessarily Crow. a bad guy, but he will do bad things. Yes, yes. right. Yes. He, like, he, he 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 survives on his terms. Yes. Uh, while Charlie Prince, who is part of his gang, is an absolute fucking psychopath. psychopath. Yeah. Uh, and there's a ver- they're, they're both bad people yeah. but in different ways it, on that alignment chart and that's why I liked the little clash between you guys was very yeah. tasty very spicy but, but there was an incident where um, Nora mm. who's one of our cohorts yes might have been threatening people with snakes a little bit also Nora is one of those characters uh, where she herself is a bit wild a bit reckless and has a little bit of the when I heard about it yeah, my version of what happened was because I wasn't there and I didn't see it. Yeah, um, was that Nora threw a snake at someone, and then Junior shot her, mm. and then Eve tried to get involved, and he shot Eve as well. And I was like, as Hennessy, I was like, 
cool. This sounds like a sticky hand gang problem, not a Hennessy Jones problem. Right. Okay? Like, because we're separate entities. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's clear in the game or not, but... Um, so, Nora was like, oh, yeah, fuck, he shot yeah, I'm going to go and get him. I was just like, you should go and call him out to high noon. Yeah. And um, Nora heads up there and fucking starts shouting at him and then calls him out to high noon the next day. Yeah. Really fucking cool. But, like, from Henny's point of view, it's like, problem solved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nora can shoot him. Yeah. I don't even need to be involved. Yeah. I don't need that. I that. think he ended up getting shot as well. Oh, uh, did he get yeah, shot in that encounter shot as, as well. well? I think... I've, I, so, my version of events, and, and either one of these could be true. Yeah. Uh, so, Nora basically had snakes dangling from her belt. Yes. Uh, but I think she kind of... May, who's the, the yeah. player, had set them up in a way where... Just through walking around, they naturally fall off. No, I, and don't, that think they, I don't think they naturally fell off. But yeah, go yeah. on. But uh, so, I, well, I think they did a whole bunch of times. But I think also she's kind of like dropping them. There was them out, a few. Them at people. In fact, snakes are one of the most deadly mechanics in the game. Yeah. If you don't have a a, a, a trapper, a, 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 yeah. Well, you can't handle it if you're not a trapper. Yeah. If you get bit, you have to have a tonic in five minutes and see a physic within fifteen. Yeah. Otherwise, you're dead. Yeah. So it's one of the most... Getting shot yeah. is not the most deadly thing. Yeah. Snakes. So I think she kind of accidentally on purpose was having snakes fly out, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that caused the sc- scuffle. She got shot. I think Eve shot him and he shot her. So okay. I think it was a three-way shooting uh, and then hence they all got shot uh, and very spicy as a result. But yes. the main kicking off was between Nora and Junior and as you say, this built up over the course of the whole event yeah. and was very spicy really good um, one guy came up to me who was like part of the uh, the McCaw boys oh yeah and, um, is this John? yeah so I uh, Taffy paid the McCaw boys to be like you know associates yeah, yeah. and I paid them an extra $20 each to be like you're my guys yeah okay like if anything kicks off like you're my yeah. guys you know but um, he came up to me and was just like there's a Bigfoot in the woods. And I'm like, what? I had a whole like, bunch. There's a winking fucking Bigfoot in the woods. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking? It's like, allegedly this Bigfoot walks out, looks at them, winks, and then walks off. And it was like, there's actually a Bigfoot in the woods. I never saw this Bigfoot. I heard a whole bunch of times people talk about the Sasquatch. And there was like a bit where I think a bunch of trappers went off. Uh, and they were trying to basically make some bait to draw it in and set up like some kind of ambush and all this kind of stuff. I don't know how any of that transpired, but it sounded so much fun. Fuck, that's such good trapper game though. Yeah. And to have an actual fucking Sasquatch running around in the fucking woods is like yeah. one of those things. It's like, it's great because it's like for Hennessy, that's not Hennessy's game. Yeah. Like, I don't need to have interaction with the Sasquatch. But to know there's a Sasquatch out there, fucking so amazing. I think. Uh, from what I can gather, John from the Record Boys yeah. is um, like a trapper. And he basically built, like, what was cool was I kind of like loosely hang out with him at various points over the event. But like, he'd actually made his, because the traps are basically these little boxes and things that you set up in certain areas and you just kind of like tie them like ribbons. Mm-hmm. But he'd actually gone to the effort of like bending sticks and making little frames and things. Oh, cool. Uh, I mean, not that it was actually a trap, but like looked yeah, like yeah, a yeah, trap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I thought that was really fucking cool. And like, so I saw like 
a bunch of times there were some kind of like rare birds that were in the area that people were trying to catch that were worth a certain amount of money. Okay. Like some rare swans or something or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's certain feathers that you could attach to your traps to make them attract this kind of this kind of uh, prey. Oh, and then if cool. you like loads of really fun game like that. But it was also like, uh, again, uh, people who are playing this game would understand a lot more about it. Like, the way you dress up your trap, in, I think, increases the chances of essentially reward. So it was just, I, I thought that was really awesome. That's baller. Like, really okay. cool ideas about One, people putting effort in and it panning out. I really feel like, uh, this might have been happening before, but this event especially, loads of people got their specific game. Yeah. Loads of people. Um, and it was really, really nice. Um so I was going to be a marshal, by the way. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to be a deputy, uh, yeah. a sheriff's deputy. Yeah. I went to the, the 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 I saw all the sheriffs and stuff talking. I went over there and I was like, "Oh, I'm a deputy," and they were like, "You own a business, don't you?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Well, that's a conflict of interest, so we can't <laughs> give you a badge." That's bullshit, by yeah. the way. I want to say that right now. Bullshit. Like if you if you're in a town and you own a business. You're exactly the sort of person that needs a, that that would be wanting to be a fucking deputy because you're you got a stake in the town. You got a stake in the town, and I think that's bullshit. I want to stake that for the record. <laughs> ain't right, ain't right. I want that badge. Um, yeah. Uh, the uh, also, so a nice lady had said that uh, she was making cakes for people's birthdays because a few people that had birthdays there. Yeah. So Ruben comes over and like gave me a cake at one stage. Uh, also, Ruben's going away and keeps coming back and telling me bits of information, mm. saying, "Oh, oh, Mr. Jones, like there's this thing happening." I'm like, "Oh, good, Ruben, Ru- stop interrupting me, Ruben." Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, that's actually very good. Well done, Ruben, for telling me that. Um, gets me a cake, ate the cake. By the French lady, she's like got this platters of cakes. She's like, "These are just normal cakes. I have shortbread. I have this, and like oh, yeah. these are birthday cakes." If uh, you your birthday, I'm like, well, it's my birthday, so I will give you uh, your cake and a song. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Good. So I have this cake, and she sings me Bon Anniversary, the the French Happy Birthday song, Amazing. while I'm making awkward eye contact with her and just shoveling this delicious <laughs> cake in my mouth. Fuck, it was so funny. And then, like, someone else came over and had a, a cake, and I was like, uh, are you going to give him a song? And she's like, it is not his birthday. And I'm like, how about you sing him Farrah Jacker instead? So she sings Farrah Jacker to him. <laughs> I'm like, the best way to eat this cake is to try and maintain eye contact with her while she's singing while you eat the cake. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, oh, oh, my God. Why not try, like, head, shoulders, knees, and toes in French? It was just really fucking funny. That's like, absolute so highlight. Really, really funny. So... Another thing, obviously, because I'm uh, playing somebody who knows your character, uh, I'm kind of keeping my ear open for Hennessy gossip. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, I actually, I was trying to play it like, there's history, you saved me mm-hmm. from, from, from the gallows, essentially. So, um, I hear that, like, basically, one of the Dalton boys who I'd met earlier, who this kind of gang, if you like, all kind of group, um was like a, a, a potentially was like had a badge and was a Texas Ranger and was uh, and that was looking for Hennessy Jones and they were they were kind of bringing up Hennessy Jones quite a lot mm. these are these are players that we know well uh, they were actually part of the crew but these are like people we know but also 
uh, just really cool people. But the NPCs were really awesome. And this was one of the cool things, like the NPCs and the players are very close. Yeah. And at stages, the way that the NPCs are integrated into the town, uh, like when I was first introduced to them, I didn't know that they were crew. Uh, I, I assumed they were players and they were like a group of three brothers, the Dalton brothers. Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, so one of these is like after Hennessy. So then I kind of went and sort of told you uh then uh, i was kind of keeping tabs on them to make because uh, there was a bit where they were kind of watching you as you were kind of like walking around town so i was kind of like it was all these kind of things where i'm like a couple of steps behind watching them uh you know walking along with phyllis we kind of like we kind of like do this thing where we like pretend shop uh and it was just fun game right it's one of these kind of bits of game where you which you can do a lot but doesn't really amount to anything but it's just fun because hey, all of a sudden you're in a spy movie or like it's layers on layers on yeah, layers yeah, yeah. and everyone's doing their own little thing and it's like everyone's watching everyone else yeah. and everyone's being their characters it it's fucking great dude. so like Wyatt comes over obviously you know prospective husband and I'm just like um Oh, why you wouldn't happen to uh, uh, walk <laughs> this by the way I'm doing this fucking list the whole time <laughs> I'm like telling him basically to sort of move so I can basically keep an, an eyesight on where the Dalton brothers are it was so good um, oh and that was the other thing people were like uh, trying to get me to say certain things with this list all the time and I decided that like for some reason uh, I couldn't say syphilis so um, <laughs> whenever people were talking about it like I'd be like so the this is this all these kind of different ways of saying it it was just stupid right oh dumb God. shit Phyllis by the way uh, insisted on not getting my right my name right at any point she called me heresy the heresy entire Jones, time yeah so good heresy Jones and do you know what was funny is that she was like oh uh, <laughs> I've gelated Ian. Yeah. And this became like a verbiage yeah. to basically get someone to work for them for free. Yeah. Uh, which I don't appreciate, by the way. Um, <laughs> from my Empire character. But very funny. It's, it was funny. And it was like one of those things where um, we're, we're, we're walking along and I'm like, what is the relationship here between Jasper and Phyllis? And we were kind of like, because we... we we hadn't really had a lot of time to set stuff up beforehand, right? And as we we're playing, it's like... Do it in game. Yeah, we it. did it in game. And it worked really well. Because, like, of all the characters she's been around, like, like, I am not one of the husbands, right? We're rogues who met each other on the road and became the silver foxes. You can spot your own, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I kind of had this whole thing of, like, Jasper actually cares about Phyllis in a sort of, like, like he kind of views her as, like, a, like she's proof that like living this lifestyle you can live that long and you can keep you can keep gaming all the way right so he kind of like her surviving and uh, it's one of those things where it's like it's important it was so it's like it was fun game to be like the probably the one person that jasper cares about is phyllis although he would never actually say it i love that. it was fun it That's was nice. really fun um Ian, should we make this into a two-part i think we should yeah um let me do a dice roll Thirteen people. Yeah, D thirteen roll. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you so much to all of the patrons, uh, and uh, obviously thank you as well to all the people who ran uh, the game as well. It was incredible. But yeah, massive thanks to all uh, the patrons. Number four, Ian. Uh, which which is... actually, let's get the name right. 
Uh, oh, Elliot Goddard. Thank you, Elliot. You're we a star. Really appreciate Thank it, you pal. so much. Um, yeah, we will join uh, join us again next time for a rooting, shooting time, and we'll do the rest of the event. Yeehaw! Yeehaw!